0: Have you subscribed to Rogue Collective Die yet? Rogue is a co-created space for media, art, and thought. And for just four euros a month, you get a beautifully created issue of Rogue in your inbox every Sunday. Everything from recipes to interviews, first-person essays, and videos. Coming up on this week's show, what is going down? Hopefully not debt all down your neck. We're delving into, of course, uh, Trump's debt all daiquiris he was recommending this week. We also chat Netflix's Love Island ripoff. Later in the show, Nadine Reed is chatting to me about her series on identity, which is live on site at the moment. And later on, we give all our top culture recommendations. Plus, state our case for putting pandemic positivity in the bin. So come on in. Anna, there's been stuff going on today. I mean, I have to say, um, I actually uttered the sentence, TG for Trump today. <laughs> in and relation to what exactly? Is not something I ever... Anticipated, in relation to my come again, which is frankly glorious, it was of course Trump's press conference where he advised us to inject dettol into our eyes, <laughs> more or less, give or take a few words. Sensational. Okay, if anyone, I if anyone hasn't caught up by the time this goes out, I would be genuinely shocked because dettol. Hashtag Dettol was like the number one trending thing in, uh, in Ireland for much of Friday. Um, but basically, it all kicked off Friday morning. Um, I've got a little audio I'm going to insert now from Trump's press conference where he is um, suggesting some creative ways to deal with uh, the COVID pandemic.
1: Supposing we hit the body And is there a way we can do something like that, uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number of the lungs, so it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. I would like you to speak to the medical doctors to see if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure. You know, if you could. And maybe you can, maybe you can't. Again, I say, maybe you can, maybe you can't. I'm not a doctor. But I'm like a person that has a good you-know-what. Deborah, have you ever heard of that, uh, the uh, heat and the light relative to certain viruses? Yes, but relative to this virus? That is a treatment. I mean, certainly fever
2: is a good thing when you have a fever. It helps your body respond.
3: Wow.
0: Is wow. That's so, a wow moment. Wow. That's. I mean, I think one of my favorite bits is where he says, "I'm, a, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I mean, I'm a, I'm a." And so one of the journalists shouts, "Sir, you're the president."
1: <laughs> oh, I appreciate so his bad. position. Oh, you know,
3: when God. you feel under pressure to say things, and you just start saying things. Anything,
0: and then and before you the know it, coming thick and fast, and you're almost listening. You're sure, almost hearing, you're convincing the it at yourself. The same point that the audience is because Absolutely. you're not thinking them first. Yeah, before you know it, oh, you're yeah
3: telling everyone to drink bleach. It's happened to the best of us. oh uh,
0: just to put it inside your skin, some way or another. Look, he's not oh, saying so do it. Good. He's just saying you could. And there has been one could yeah there has been a suggestion. It's so good. Dead all are fucking he's, delighted. It's so kind of obviously. Dead all had to issue a formal statement. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you see this? Uh, they're
3: fucking thrilled about this. They
0: had to issue a you know a formal statement basically saying like to not inject their products into your veins.
3: <laughs> Despite the advice
0: of one of the most.
3: The most, what did they say? Uh, they said, we must be clear that under no circumstance should our disinfectant products be administered into the human body. As with all of our products, our disinfectant <laughs> and hygiene products should be only be used as intended and in line with guide, uh, usage guidelines. They're delighted. Obviously. As if they need anybody needed to buy more antibacterial slash hygienic products all's all over the news, but uh, how do? You, it's amazing. <laughs> Nothing Trump does anymore. It's almost like, oh, of course he did. Is the reaction? You couldn't get yeah. any lower. Yeah. If he took, if he on that st- during the press conference said, "Listen, lads, I just need a quick whiz here," and took his, you know, penis out and pissed all <laughs> over the podium, we would all say, "Yes, of
0: course he did that." I would say that's still only mid-range Trumpian behavior. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I love how he keeps throughout the conference, like just to provide a kind of a visual. He keeps looking to someone off camera. Kind of being like I've heard that light works, uh, putting light possibly onto or inside the body. And he's kind of glancing to his right and slightly down, as Who is if there? he's been fed. This information by a six-year-old. That's genuinely I, I was like, if they panned wide and revealed that there was a child dressed as a scientist that Trump was seeking advice from, I would not even be surprised. It's brilliant. You know who's it. sitting there? So. In the end, it turned out to be poor Deborah who oh was God. sitting off camera. Just shaking her head. And
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Just no. That's a no. That'll be a no again. Please stop saying that with her eyes. As
0: as a hard no, don't try and do a medical, Mister Trump. Oh yeah, when he finally was like, he kind of really put her on the spot and was like, "What about heat?" And she (laughs) sat there and was like, "Well, I mean, a fever, a fever." Was desperately trying to bring it back to like science in any way, and she was like, "A fever in the body works to protect the body, I suppose." I mean, you could see a woman nervously trying to make the biggest leap of her scientific career um, in front of the world media, poor Deborah. I'd say all her group chats were just oh God. like absolutely ripping it out of her for the rest of I the day. I think though,
3: like Deborah's her science
0: friends sure, are like
3: But Deborah's you're, gonna be you're fine. over,
0: Deborah.
3: She won't be over because we <laughs> all understand who Donald Trump you know that way? So it is like as if you're talking to somebody's four-year-old and they're acting as kind of, you know, your conduit, right? So I'm trying to communicate to, to, let's say you passed away and then Rufus, your four-year-old, you embodied him somehow and then I'm speaking through him to get to you. It's imagine like (laughs) that level of what would would go through. So it's like the Donald Trump filter. So all of these very qualified people behind him, All of that information through the Donald Trump filter comes out
0: like that. So they're all just like, look, lads, it's the filter is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to present real ideas and science. Are they? I hope they are. I hope they are. I'm sure some of them are. Why would you bother trying, though? You're (laughs) just like, there's no point
3: in doing the science here now. We should just do the show. Let's (laughs) let's do the comedy
0: gig and go home. (laughs) Do the Trump show. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know like i i know he's got vince mcmahon on his kind of um financial advisors team and i'm like has vince mcmahon founder of wwe straight over to the kind of medical <laughs> science team by accident and he's like just inject the debt all into their veins surely there can be if the debt all can get it on surfaces what's the problem here just put it in the lungs Put it no in body. the body. Get oh it God. inside your body. The body. <laughs> it's magnificent. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I didn't didn't think Trump would make my day waking up this morning, but he really did make my day. And then, oh my God, made, day made squared. Do you follow Sarah Cooper at all? No, who be she? She is a kind of comedian and writer. Uh, she actually wrote this really funny workbook called... How to be successful without hurting men's feelings. <laughs> and she's just really funny and um, kind of caustic. And she uh, immediately got on Twitter uh, to do a spoof of um, the vid where she's dubbed in um, Trump's audio and she's just acting it out. And um, you've got to watch it. I'll put it in the show notes. It's just a little, you know, 20-second TikTok gem just to see us into the weekend. So, so
3: we've got to get in. We've got um, to get on. We've got to do the TikTok. We have to. I'm doing it tonight. It's good. Have you have you are made you gonna, an account? Are you
0: going to do a TikTok?
3: I might do a bit of TikTokking this evening. I, from my understanding that's of it, what's going to be your opening gambit? I think we're all just doing sort of uh, what I understand TikTok to be, is uh, music charades. Am I wrong? Do we do all do a dance <laughs> yeah. and it's then we all know that's the song? Do we guess the song? Is it a guessing game? Is it just a platform of, of quick videos allowing with all this added fun shit? I don't know what I'm saying. He's I'll get back to you, right? I'm <laughs> going to open my own account. I'm going to go viral and I'll get back to you this time next.
0: Okay, I like it. I think TikTok's really only working for the pop stars who are now tailoring songs uh, to be TikTokable. Mm. And that's how they're getting to like number one and stuff.
3: Get so out of here.
0: It's uh, per usual. Somebody has taken something potentially fun and immediately um, you know, just tried to make it super commercial yeah. and make I guess the thing, nice thing is by the time it
3: gets to us, me and you and people of our age, it's already it's over. It's way over. Yeah. Whatever beautiful I original know. thing it was that was churning out genuinely good shit has now become as you say an advertising vehicle. Is
0: Twitch before or since Twi- TikTok, or is Twak? We're way. Has out Twitch of our happened or is it over? Here. I know. I want to do a TikTok. I do. Let's but do it. I'm not funny in that way. But I, feel I don't like excel at. I just visual comedy. It's
3: the, it's the dancing.
0: Even with this face.
3: Do you, all the dancing to get it's, it's weird. I mean, people uh. seem to be getting a kick out of it.
0: I have mastered the flossing. I saw that. Amazing. Do you know what I should do? I need to get commercial on this. I am not the star. Of course I'm not. Sonny. Sonny, the baby. Holding I your should book. get my nine week old and make him a TikTok star. Yeah. I you. You know that's the way easy. you can get the front facing harness and they can do very elaborate dances. Yeah. That's what you do. I'm gonna to do. do sorry, I clapped very loudly. That's what I'm gonna do. Bingo twick twack and twomp that was a fun come again (gasps) all right you have a today i learned
3: yes i'll give you an option here today i learned i have two solid today i learned do you want to hear about an old famous person male man's nude body expose or do you want to hear about an animal that throws its (laughs) dick at you i could give you
0: both I definitely want to hear about the old famous person because You know what it is. He is an art dealer so it's culture adjacent oh, perfect. which this works very aligned. well for the Vulture Club.
3: Well if you're like me Do you tell. You might really love Trini Woodle. I have a special there. I absolutely <laughs> love her. I love everything she does and how she does it. I can't stop loving her. She's I don't know what it is about I'm just hooked right so I watch all of her kind of stuff and she's flogging her skincare line at the moment and that means that all of her social media is her in her bathroom doing various things to her face sometimes with her creams sometimes with other shit um so she's doing it across all platforms so i have her mostly on instagram but she has her own website and she's operating on facebook so she tends to do the facebook Mm. lives rather than the stories on instagram so I'm over there watching her Facebook lives, as I always fucking am. I literally watch everything that it's a problem. I know. I I don't know whether I could say that it's good. It's too gone too far now. It's just like, you know, just an old relationship. You can't let it go. You can't see any value in it anymore, but it's just comforting. So anyway, I was having
0: I can't I actually can't get my head around. It's it, so Jen, weird because I know. the production values are so on the floor. I know. There's it's only her Sometimes her little pal. Mm. can't remember. I told you name, about that time Liz involved. Hurley came on. So,
3: their pals, <laughs> IRL. Anyway, a bit of background on Trini. She, you might know her if you're our age, in your 30s, from What Not to Wear, where she had a show on, I can't remember what network it was, um, her, Trini BBC. and Susanna, with the BBC, and it was humongous. So, I remember getting, for a Christmas present one year, their book, for instance, What Not to Wear,
0: which <laughs> is. You know, whatever. Such a harsh gift for a teenager. 15 year old. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Presumably your self-esteem is at an all time life low. Mm. And then. Then you need. That's what you need. Trinners and scissors in there. Anyway,
3: so it was brilliant and anything. Then they died away. Then (laughs) Trini sort of appeared back. And I think this morning hired her and she was coming on in another sort of fashion consultation role. And she was being her. Her lovely endearing self She does this kind of She has a speciality Where she sexually assaults Whoever she's Styling Over and over again While you watch And uh, It was
0: It was literally the main shtick Of what not to wear Was Trini and Susanna Mauling the breasts mm. Of every woman They came within a foot of
3: Yeah So
0: It was yeah. uncomfortable So then I don't know what happened but And she all the kind of Go on Oh, no, I mean, I also... There was a general message of sort of self-hatred as well running through that show. Everything was about... Flattering. Meaning. And masking. Minimising your problem areas. Sure.
3: You want to make these as small. You just want to get as small as possible. If you could just get smaller. Or they trick other people into seeing you smaller than you are.
0: It's all about the optical illusion of get smallness. Small, as small, as
3: small as possible. So uh, anyway. So that came and went. And then she appeared back on This Morning. And she was. She is very. I love her. Whatever. And then. Now she has a skincare brand. So Mm. in the background. Trini had been married a few couple of times, I think, and her last husband sadly died, and she has a daughter with him, so she's a single mother now, and I think probably a good few years ago now, that then herself and Charles Satchy started going out. Do you know what it was? so Do you remember the Charles and Nigella Lawson event that occurred?
0: Yes, I do. So,
3: they were photographed in a really high-end restaurant outside, because Charles is a chain smoker, so they're outside having a smoke just himself and
0: Nigella, and he-, he is like the biggest art dealer in England, basically. Sure,
3: Sachi and Sachi, that uh, ad house and gallery uh, owner. Mm. Um. Anyway, so they were pictured outside this restaurant, and I was reading an interview with the interviewer uh, with the photographer, and he kind of he was saying like he tended not to photograph people when they were eating, blah blah blah. But and they weren't particularly exciting, you know, Nigella and Sachi. They're around all the time. Do, does anybody care? and mm. then he turned around and glanced over at them and didn't Charles have Nigella by the throat like holding her by the neck in in what looked like a row or something yeah. but not but he weirdly he was holding onto her hand while he was doing it it was difficult to know what was happening I mean, but however three months later Nigella moved out of his I don't know 25 million Chelsea home with her two children that she had from a previous relationship so their relationship was over. So Trini was next on the scene, I guess. And uh, so that's where Trini... So Trini, I know, had a bit of money trouble after what not to wear kind of tanked. And she was on this morning. I I, I think there was a definite... Anyway, she's living in Charles Satchi's house. She's no money troubles anymore. and um, So she's living in this mm. mega mansion on, in Chelsea and she does her videos of skincare from her bathroom, which is palatial. So, beautiful bathroom. And (laughs) so when you're you're looking at Trini, it's just, she talks nonstop. And the volume and the different product, it's just bamboozling. But whatever it is, it's intoxicating. So she's smearing, she's scrubbing, she's smearing. Have you bought any of the skincare? No, but I went as far as to self-face match myself again. You know, I'm nearly there, but it's kind of a 200 quid job all in for a tower of very small amounts of product. Life-changing. However, so she's smearing, scrubbing, peeling uh, with various tools, right? The old maddest (laughs) shit you've never seen. What's that kind
0: of... um, Oh, I'm coming to that. There's the kind of Iron Man glowing mask that we saw. Yeah,
3: so that's sort of some sort of UV situation. And it's one of these products, similar to Trump, that... it's a good chance none of this shit works. It, it has kind of the waft of a JML product that you might accidentally have bought in BTs. Do you know? Anyway, I went, this, this particular, it looks exactly that, like an Iron Man mask she puts on. I can't remember what stage of the skincare. I think it's towards the end. She, in, she, she kind of lifts it up in a kind of a bomb 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 because it's glowing red, you see? And it's white <laughs> on the outside. And then when it's applied, it's a humongous mask. You can see her eyes kind of through slits And you can see this hue behind her. So you're totally, I was locked into her (laughs) face because she's talking and it's muffled. So you're leaning in and trying to hear. And then who should appear over her left-hand shoulder? Only a very, very nude, very elderly, Charles Satchy, enter a shower. It was the fucking... So because her face mask, which uh, just as an aside, cost £400 sterling, whatever it is, Because of her face mask being on, you couldn't tell whether she had clocked what had just happened or not, right? But then she lifts...
0: (laughs) And this is live, like it's not... This is
3: Facebook live. So then she lifts her arm. Were the
0: comments reacting?
3: No, I think there might have been, I, I don't know, before I think, I don't know what happened then. I wasn't sure of what I'd seen I'm sure everyone else was in the same boat. (laughs) The comments beneath were just like, oh my God, Trini, you know, it's amazing. What was that product? You you know, the bullshit. So it was difficult to, I wasn't like reading them live. Then her hand goes up by her mask, exactly as I'm doing now in the Zoom call to cover that section of the room. And I was like, she's clocked it.
0: Oh. And I saw- Very clever. And I was
3: like, I am one of the chosen ones who have watched this fucking thing live, who have seen it live. So it disappeared immediately. And, I, and then I went like scrambling around the place for it. And then it just like, I, I don't know, a bit later, it appeared then on the news rollout. So the mirror and everybody picked it up. And um, every at the end of all the articles, it has the screen. Thank shot. God,
0: because that would have been lost. And it'd be
3: heartbreaking. That moment. could have been lost to the ages. And it. it would have been
0: devastating. Because
3: these days, those things don't happen. Now, you always have proof. It's very occasionally something magnificent happens off camera. In IRL and you know that special moment will never be like when your child runs full force into your glass doors you know one of those special moments that fill your heart with joy and you know you were the only witness a special little gift just to lift your day now so anyway I I thought that was that was what that was (laughs) but luckily it wasn't I got to watch it again
0: but Trini's an interesting one because as much as I'm kind of like inclined to you know feel that she's kind of Almost a parody of herself. I love that. I love her second act. I actually really do. Because she was really on it with Instagram stories. Like, uh, she, you know the way like Busy Phillips like made Instagram stories among American celebrities. Yes. Like they, it, she made American celebrities actually take it seriously as a possible thing that had value. And I think Trini did that in the UK. She was our Busy. Uh, you know that kind of way, and like, yeah, but unlike business, early trinity stories of her like buzzing around Zara changing rooms and oh, Zara employees it. like telling her to stop filming. It That's exactly right. Brilliant. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. And she had been in a bit of a wilderness of ex TV presenter, also ex aging woman TV presenter, which is basically one of the kind of Worst uh, things you can practically be in showbiz, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And like, she's really reinvented herself and become like far, far more successful than um, she was on her first outing. I agree. I'm like, here you for know, she's really leaned into her quality. own kind of weirdness. And yeah, everything. and it's
3: really good. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree. Unlike Busy, though. Busy, I hope now Trini's made a product that will be successful, but poor old Busy. She got a chat show in the US on the back of all of her... You know, amazing Instagram work. But uh, I didn't think it lasted too long. I think they didn't get renewed after its first season.
0: She'd be grand. And actually, I was just listening to myself, like, giving this kind of impassioned defense of Trini as if she had kind of bootstrapped her way up. But, like, she's, gosh, as fucking was born to the manor. Like, she was, she was doing okay. So I just got very emotional there all of a sudden. I was like, and Trini, like, we put her down. We think she's a joke, but she's actually a pioneer. Uh. <laughs> So that's uh, it. Like, that's the delay I learned. Um, today we learned what Sachi's arse looks like. And we learned that Trini is a consummate professional. And if shit's going down in the background of her Facebook Live, a well-placed hand is all you need. Um I just really love Victoria Beckham's story. Not... Particularly because she, um, so she used the government um, initiative that says supporting employers during COVID. So she applied for the the grant, kind uh, yeah, of. Well, how would you is. describe it?
3: But I think, it was she within her rights to do so? I mean,
0: she must have been if she got it. That's I knew you yeah. would have that take and I was kind yeah. of ready to hear that. It's a business. Basically, she came under massive fire this week because it was reported that she had applied to the gov- for the government kind of, um, you know, it's like a bridging loan practically for her staff. And then also in the same week was advertising for a new PR mm. strategist. And I think people were like, well, this jars. Because if you're asking for government help to pay the staff you have, then actually looking for new staff all the while... Living in a twenty million pound penthouse. Yeah, when people know your personal wealth <laughs> and and presiding over your like personal wealth of three hundred and thirty five million pounds, yeah. I think that's what majorly people majorly problematic. Um, from but I know what you're saying because I said legally she didn't do anything
3: illegal, basically. But uh, I mean, it wasn't just from a pure position, not a great move. Do you know? But maybe see. Very bad yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's bad optics. It's left a very bad taste in everyone's mouth. Uh, from my understanding of the business was that it wasn't performing massively well. So it possibly, mm. you know, maybe kind of a slow move into receivership for the business. Or like, I don't know, maybe there was kind of a, a reason for doing it from that perspective. Because retail is just getting fucking hammered. Yeah, that it was yeah, on it the verge. Maybe, but I don't know. It's been yeah, hammered, of course.
0: And obviously the aim is to keep a workforce employed, even if it is Victoria Beckham's workforce. I mean, obviously. Oh, that's it. Do you that's know it. what I'm saying? I mean, basically under the scheme in the UK, the um, brand or whoever applies for the scheme is able to claim back 80% of their um, employees' wages um, from the government up to two and a half grand a month for each employee. So, obviously, as you said, within her rights to do it. But she's essentially writing the Daily Mail <laughs> article for them yeah. at this point. Like, <laughs> all the, like, snippy little um, shade they managed to, like, wedge into this one article. Um, like, their property portfolio which includes a £17 million penthouse in Miami, a £25 million mansion in Holland Park in London, a £6 million barn conversion in the Cotswolds, where the family have been living during the lockdown. They've even gone on to detail her collection of Birken bags, a bottle of champagne she bought back in January. (laughs) It was a two grand bottle of champagne. And the fact that she regularly uses private jets. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the life of she's somebody right to who, do who's it.
3: that wealthy. Uh, of course, they're going to fucking do that. And it's also, yeah. you know, it's Victoria Beckham is her name. But the company is run by people that are not her. And they're making decisions with that particular company in mind. And she, I don't know what her level of involvement is, but do you know what I'm saying? She might not have made that call. Her personally, or she might not have been unable to stop it happening. It, given that she is, do you know what I'm saying? So maybe they 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 went yes, to pull the trigger, yes. and she was like, "I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna get fucked for this," but there's nothing I can do. Very true. That's wrong. And they, also, given that they
0: are advertising, I said, for, I said, there's
3: nothing she sorry? Could, that's that's wrong. She could have paid her staff <laughs> personally with her own personal fortune.
0: Well, she could have um, yeah, I mean, she could have given the company a, a you know, a, a ca- injection of capital. She has absolutely no shortage. So yeah, and
1: maybe if she's, she's not liquid smart about it.
0: I mean, that's the other thing. That is what I was thinking. But then, like, to what does three hundred and thirty five million look like when it's not liquid? Like, it's just house after house yeah. after house. <laughs> How many broken bags can one person have? But yeah, no, it's it's a very bad move, and especially at a time when bitches like us are looking for something to bitch about. <laughs> um also, just as I am on the Daily Mail sidebar, not a place I frequent regularly, it's so funny the sidebar they have. They are just absolutely scraping the bottom of the celeb barrel. Um it's literally all just um, celebs in parks it, it masked up do you know the way Gwyneth Paltrow shares a silly moment with daughter Apple after stepping out for a stroll with husband Brad Falchuk in LA the two of them wearing black nice. face masks um, <laughs> the subhead "Women and games I absolutely love the Daily Mail subheads they are so so funny but basically, they've got nothing. All they've got is like celebs in lockdown, occasionally flaunting their curves while wearing a surgical <laughs> face mask. I oh know. Oh, Daily Mail. Perhaps this will end you. Um, I've got to. I suppose as we're talking about flaunting of bods, have you watched Two? I to have know? watched one and a half episodes today. It's because I gave you homework. homework. I basically was like, "It's now." I'm going in. I, ha- I already have a in.
3: huge favourite. Fucking. You're one from oh, Florida do you tell? with the blonde
0: hair? No. Hailey, maybe? Oh, Florida, blonde hair.
3: F- whatever. Oh, yeah, Hailey. Yeah. I might be wrong. She's the only blonde. But she was, uh, yeah. th- you know, your man from Australia. But she, she was like, I. Yeah. I I. i don't I really know what like in like Australia. Is. I'm Julie, Australia. But I've no. I, she goes, she said something brilliant like, I just. <laughs> laughs and goes I have no idea where Australia is and I thought that is fucking funny (laughs) but then America is enormous do you know you're allowed to be an American in the middle of America and never have heard of Donegal not that Australia Donegal yeah maybe Australia anyway I'm enjoying it I mean it's it's one of the continents it's making me feel uncomfortable um, but I am enjoying it. I, you know, the beginning, you're like, ah, oh, fucking this bullshit again. Here we go, and then you're fucking balls deep, and it's too late, because you're in. That's my situation.
0: Do you think it's sort of? I don't know if it's really sucking me in. It's sucking me like, off. Boohoo! If that's you can't touch each other, like. I can't get over my bitterness about them being on a, you know, generic uh, paradise island.
3: Uh what about your man who you know? showed up in the fucking wooly house? Also, to.
0: I realize like oh, I'm That's not the, the I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say I'm not the demographic for too hot to handle because I'm I'm not yeah, you post-partum. really are. Like abstaining from sex doesn't seem in any way challenging.
3: What so they're ever all just right so aggressively there. sexual. It's intimidating to watch. You're like, oh it's god, it is. Every, all of them like, staring it. down the lens yeah. in a penetrative fashion, like goading you. It's a very It's very intimidating. Just gyrating. Like, okay, okay, I get it. These off, these right. um, I mean, but it is fucking gas. And I feel like again, who are these people? They're getting there. Is it seems to be an endless supply of sort of. Rock hard bots out there just fucking themselves at television producers dying to be picked up by these shows. It's amazing to me that they can they can continuously churn out like who I've never seen a human like that in real life. Have you in
0: my it's in my line of work? I occasionally meet famous and are allegedly famous people and they do look a bit like that. But I do think that um, oh, this is gonna sound mean now, and like I am rooting for Nicola from Cork. She's our own. She's one of our own. I don't or is know, it Nicole? Couldn't look directly oh God, at her. I was like, crap. Whoa!
2: No. It, no. Oh, the makeup. It's, it's oh, just God, an Irish person her. in this context. Just to be honest, it
3: just is it's so cringe. It's like every, every cell in me cringed into ha, folded over like a napkin
0: into, do you know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> God, no! Into a full world. cringe. Oh yeah, it's just, I mean, I actually think it stands to her that she jars with the rest of them because she's clearly yeah. a real person. The others are like just weird, like mm. muscle bots and kind of, I don't know I either. don't know. But well, we're not Insta deep face. enough to know yet. It's
3: very odd. What do you think I, of I, Jesus? He was my ultimate favourite. You might re- remember that I have a I personally Went through years Of wearing a woolly hat At inappropriate moments Of my life Just in a kind of a general Self Esteem issue Remember that time I played a whole basketball game In a woolly In a woolly North face hat
0: I actually thought It was like A kind of a dedication To Being cool On well, the street There you go I that was That's the teenagehood <laughs> Being from deep in South County, Dublin myself, I what couldn't identify what street was, but I, I, I sensed Jen, that was what you were doing. Street.
3: Anyway, so he clearly has the same issue as me.
0: So he arrived onto
3: the island in this fucking enormous beanie, oversized beanie. And these this humongous uh, tank top, oversized tank top, and these harem pants that were just magnificently silly it was just the silliest thing i have ever it was just joyously stupid and even the other cast members couldn't interpret what he was they just (laughs) went straight to
0: jesus i know he all he was was just actually dressed i mean he actually didn't look as crazy as you're saying he just did in the drop crotch sophie he was just wearing the the
3: drop crotch of those harem pants was so low That there was, in fact, no leg. So what he was wearing was just a a bed black bed sheet, right? Tied at the waist with two holes that he just put Mm -hmm. his two feet through. That's what he was wearing. And that's silly. (laughs) Silly and funny.
0: It's a trip hazard. I actually just thought he was wearing, like, a classic... Elasticated waist, cotton ankle-length skirt from Penny's that you'd panic by before going to Iron in two thousand and two.
3: I don't know anything else about him, but I'm. We'll fill you in next week as we watch it together. As we, I'm no doubt just gonna binge it all. <laughs> with a bit. I'm just gonna, I'll just gonna crush it up in my mor- What do you call that? Morsel and pestle, whatever that thing is. and I'm gonna snort it into my face one evening. I'm just gonna snort it all up.
0: Okay, so this week I'm joined by Rogue co-founder, uh, TV presenter, all-round creative babe, Nadine Reed. Do you object <laughs> to babe?
2: <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take the babe today. I'll take all the babes <laughs> I can get at the moment, Sophie. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for coming on. So I asked <laughs> Nadine to come on to chat to us because the second installment of your gorgeous video series on identity is going live on Rogue this weekend. I thought it was just uh, a really great time to get you on and talk to us about what you want to do with the series, what kind of inspired it. Mm.
2: Well, you know what? It's a big one because when it came to um, contributing to Rogue, I realised as well as my own stories, I would consider myself a new writer. So while I'm practising and evolving my style as a writer, I... I still adore asking questions, learning from people, and um, it was just such a great chance for me to ask the questions that were sometimes feel uncomfortable and awkward to ask, mm-hmm. and um, and the series, I was encouraged to do the series initially just from having conversations with Minnie. So Minnie, as you know, she's 94, and we would get into so, so many conversations about current day popular culture to back in the day to the future to whatever and I noticed that when we would speak say someone's on the t- television that looks like me Minnie would sort of pause and she'll say like say there's a woman on coronation street or something and she would go you know that lady and then she'd sort of pause
0: yeah like <laughs> go,
2: um am I saying the right and she'd go no, and then she would always say now when we were young we would say "colored" because that was the right thing to say to describe someone that was black. And I'd say, "Oh, Minnie, no, you can say black now. Black is fine. You know, I'm mean. I'm black." And she'd be like, "Oh no, but we wouldn't say that." So it reminded me that um, identities, how people describe themselves, um, to certain communities has evolved and changed over the years. Mm. And it it also r- reminded me that unless, like, if Minnie. In the cliche didn't have any black friends <laughs> she would probably die still calling people colored do you know yeah. what I, mean? I yeah. also read, so that's what inspired me and then I have friends that love me to bits of, of all different ethnicities and they'll say things to me like gosh I didn't even notice color you know color's not really you know I just see you as Nadine and I'm like okay I am Nadine I am lots of things but one of them is black and that's okay so things like that encouraged me and I thought. There must be so many people out there, particularly now as the LGBTQ family of uh, literary words has evolved, that are just going, oh my gosh, what does that mean? What do I say now? And I'm one of those people I hate to feel really awkward. I hate when it's like, oh, I feel so sick when it's like, he, she, they, what should I say? Oh my gosh, I hate that feeling. So I was like, to avoid feeling awkward, why don't I just ask the questions? Yes. <laughs> Oh yes, just be direct. It's, it's... Be direct. Let's just find out about it, but in a nice, in a nice way. And um, and it's been great. It's been great so far. So far, so good. Learned notes. <laughs> and so, like, I
0: suppose you've come from growing up in England. Grew up in Birmingham, yeah.
2: I grew up in Birmingham, so my parents are Jamaicans, so my mum, my mother and father came to Jamaica as children, to England as children, mm. Actually found my mum's old passport the other day, so mad, it's like, oh, could you, coming in to join mother, or whatever it said in the back of the passport, and um, so my mum came over to England when she was about five years old, and my father, I think was about six, then um, I was born, and, um, well, was much later, and um, I always say that I was raised in a Jamaican. I was, I'm, I'm a Jamaican raised in England. Yeah, Do you know, what I mean, I guess it's probably how somebody Irish in, I don't know, the middle of Timbuktu would be like, oh, I'm Irish, you know. Yes, yeah. I and mean? um, so culturally, I feel very Jamaican, mm-hmm. but obviously I was raised in England, so I've been completely influenced by lots of elements of English culture. Um, from being raised in Birmingham
0: and then it's funny because you moved to Ireland and like obviously as a society we're just kind of sort of stepping into being more multicultural in the last decade really yeah. a little bit longer maybe but it's pretty <laughs> slow going here yeah. so, like, as much as like you've got Minnie, who's 90 something and wondering like <laughs> what's the correct thing to call Nadine my friend who lives with me. <laughs> Nadine is Minnie's um like Nadine is your roommate by the way we should I know people always it.
2: say people always say roommate and I'm like well we don't share a room basically <laughs> I live in Minnie's house so I have a room in Minnie's house so imagine she's lived in this house for nearly 70 years it was, she was the first person to live here you know when like estates were built you tell me there used to be fields all around yeah. so you no know, she's the first person to live in this house her whole family have been raised and You know, um, she was married. Her husband sadly died 20 years ago, 21 years ago last weekend. And um, I live in, in her house. So it's part of a scheme called Elder Home Share. Which I think is epic because um, I'm in my kind of second career, and when you start a second career, sometimes financially you're not always at a place that you can afford to buy home. And when I first moved to Ireland, I paid the big rent, you know, the grand a month rent, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, uh, this is not, I'm not going to get any savings. Nothing's ever going to happen." And and by uh, finding elder Home Share, it meant I have a chance to pay much cheaper rent. Great company and. um, uh, can actually save a bit of money yeah yeah by That's living cool with Minnie. System. so it's a really really good way Minnie just likes company she likes people here at night time um a uh, family visitor all the time but they don't live here do you know what I mean they have their own uh, their own families now mm. so it's a great little setup to be honest and um yeah so far so good because <laughs> I was what I was going to say
0: was like a 90 something year old mini is not that far off like a 50 something year old person in Ireland or a 30 something year old person in Ireland in terms of like getting to grips with like you know being a multicultural society so like yeah, you know it's kind of we're
2: all really learning at the same pace oh, me too as well like I'm learning as well mm. we're all learning, but obviously in Birmingham I will be honest and say that You know, in Birmingham, I would always be classed as an ethnic minority, but I'm from a city called Hansworth. And trust me, it is, I don't know, 50 percent. If you're walking down the street, some roads, there's roads called we Little India because it's basically a massive Indian population. There's um, uh, places where there'd be loads of Jamaicans, loads of Africans. So if you visually look down the street, you might just think it's, say, 50 percent people of white origin, whether they're Irish. English Welsh Scottish yeah or American wherever and then you probably say the other 50s black or these variants of um of ethnicity so for me when I first came so there, was different like, oh, in oh. Ireland <laughs> so different like I've always said I used to count the amount of black people I'd see every day when I worked in town just for the crack of black pen yeah. like, today <laughs> <laughs> and did you like feel like the only black woman in
0: the room when you first moved to Ireland was it really weird um,
2: Well, you know what the joke is, Um, because of the type of work I used to do, when I used to work for MAC Cosmetics all that time ago, there was, I started in 2003 to 2012. We, I would often be in meetings, rooms where I would be the only black woman in the room. So Mm. being the only black woman in the room is not a new thing to me. The area that my mom moved us to, she moved us out of a not so great area to a slightly nicer area. And you'd be the only black family on the road. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, um, I'm well able for being in different environments, being the only one from a certain place. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's nice about being an island, I noticed that there's more of a curiosity there's a curiosity to learn and understand about where people are from, what they're doing, how we can get on with them, what things we are the same. Um, you know, whenever I tell someone I'm Jamaican that's Irish, they're like, oh, yeah, Irish, but Marley, I love, I love rum. You know, we always seem to find these things that connect yeah. to us, which I think is really nice. And I'm here for that, you know, I'm fully here for it. If we don't keep up to date, it should be our responsibility. I think as individuals to make a bit of an effort to learn and have some empathy for variant identities and respect that they've changed as well because for example the LGBTQ family a lot of people are like, oh, what should we say now? God, has it changed again? You know, this type of thing you come Yeah, and
0: there's this like jaded kind of like.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, lads, would you give it a chance? <laughs> you used to say a lot of terrible things. A lot <laughs> of things we we're evolving to make things clearer, better, so people can feel understood. Like, imagine anyone Irish listening to this, imagine if someone just said, oh, hey, Mary, um, and they never ever recognised that you were Irish ever. Yeah. You just put you in the same category as I don't know, someone that was from Germany, America, France, wherever. You know, just all you guys there. Oh yeah, what totally. Sure.
0: Every time what? Irish people are confused for being English in any way, like are, we lose yeah. our lives over it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> You're like what? So it's so important that feeling isn't it? It's important to it's very important to people that others recognize their identity, who they're from what they're connected to um and i think if we can learn and understand that about other people in a better way it should make it easier for us to just connect with them you know mm. um so yeah i've learned loads it's very 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 interesting and so what did
0: you feel like you got from your first interviewees were um, andrea and shauna
2: oh yes okay now the thing is because we interviewed lots of them at different times and everything mm. um it's been a bit of a mixed bag but one of the my my personal biggest takeaway is that curiosity is okay um so if you're unsure just ask the questions be as polite as you can but don't like that pussyfooting kind of thing because that can be a little bit you know read the room type of thing read the room and curiosity is okay I mean those guys were so good to me they just said look ask away and um, this is how I feel I'd rather that somebody ask me than be sort of whispering or thinking about it when they're gone or whispering to somebody else or um or let allow their their, their non-knowledge or their questions um stop them from communicating with them you know in a certain mm. way mm. so curiosity is okay
0: um you're so right because yeah. you can get kind of like paralyzed by politeness in this weird way where you're like <laughs> Then just not engaging very well with this person because you're, just, yeah. you're, you know, you're just being ridiculous. You're getting tied up in knots in your own
3: head.
2: <laughs> yeah, then it's like six months has gone by. It reminds me of it's like a silly thing. It reminds me of um, friends when Chandler is called a different name by his boss or someone in the business. Do you remember oh, yeah. that one? He doesn't correct him, and he doesn't correct. And it's gone them. on
0: too long. It's yeah. gone on
2: forever. <laughs> you're just like ah, come on! It's like. Let's just get this right. Call them by call me by my name, you know. Yeah, and They'll move forward because that—that's that it. So, hi, I'm Nadine Reed. I'm a black female, born to Jamaican parents, and um, yeah, the the end, you know. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I loved listening to Shauna and Andrea because I felt really like so. Both Sean and Andrea identify as bi, and they were talking uh, about their sexuality for the piece. And Mm. I just was like so struck actually by how bi, when I was younger, was like it was basically the minority that you could make fun of. It was, do you know, like in that it was like, oh, bi people just (laughs) can't make their minds up. Oh, their minds up. They're just Freezy. so horny for that they're <laughs> really like indiscriminate about who they'll go to like and it's okay. so bonkers. And I think like yeah. it was just mad what was like you said, a lot of things used to be okay. And um, but it was so nice actually just hearing from two young boy women yeah. as well, because
1: Yeah.
0: I think I just kept being like, if I'd seen this when I was a teenager, this would have been extremely mean. Oh
2: oh my gosh the 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 next one that comes up when we spoke to um now I'm not sure what order these are going to come out in so i have to speak to my partner in crime Kathy um, <laughs> but a few that we've done when we spoke to the variants of gayness yeah so even gay I mean we've spoke to I spoke we spoke to um a lesbian who, who you would somebody he would call a lesbian but doesn't really like the word lesbian but they'll call themselves gay you know all mm. these different things Everyone is so individual. There is no umbrella of, oh, you're gay, so you're this. Like, we need to forget all of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, very interesting. It's very... It opened my mind as well. I was like, wow, that's okay. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Pardon me. This is important. This is good. And have you shot
0: the whole series?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. We have so many to do until, like, the COVID lockdown, you know. Mm. Um, um, We... We have plans to speak to um, Aoife, who was featured in Rogue as well. So, transgender women, transgender men um, is a big deal. I um, have plans to speak to a variety of refugees um, because that's a status and identity in itself. Mm. And I'm very interested to learn even more about that and I know it sounds really silly and I and I need to understand why I find it so cute and endearing but whenever I see somebody that looks like me of African descent with a Dublin accent or a Kerry accent I lose my shit I'm like that's so beautiful do you know yeah the thing as well so this merge this amalgamation that is happening before our very eyes are children from all over the world now growing up in Ireland I just find it so fascinating to hear them speak and I hope it inspires them and I also imagine like somebody like super gay or bi or non-binary living in the middle of the country in Ireland or something and just not be able to describe or understand fully who they are and connect with people um, yeah, so, yeah,
0: potentially, that, yeah.
2: That could be a challenge as well. um So, yeah, so maybe if we can, if one story can help people have a bit more level of understanding and empathy, I'd be delighted. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that that's definitely going to be the case. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's beautifully made, the series. Um, oh, that's Cassie.
2: That, that was a Cassie.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you've got a great eye. Sure. Dean is a former makeup artist. Made up some famous faces.
2: I know, mad, isn't it? I I used to, when COVID first broke out, I was like, well, I might be going back to do makeup. Now I'm like, God, no, (laughs) never, (laughs) never. Can I have a two foot, two meter makeup brush, please? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guy from a distance. um, Just
0: remotely, just through a window or something. I noticed a lot of people are doing their makeup all over Instagram at the moment. Have you done any Instagram makeup looks?
2: No. No, nope. no, nope. no, nope, not at all. <laughs> every day. What did, what did you say to me Alia? Every day is every day. Take it day by day. What did you say? Stay in the day. Stay in the day. I stay in the day. And I, but I have been wearing makeup every day. Have you? I'm interested. because. Oh rare. my gosh. I think that's part of my just mental health. I think it's like, make yourself look nice. Put on some earrings, put a little bit of makeup on. Get out there, nads. And maybe it's as well in case I get these, random unexpected video calls I can still feel a little bit cute <laughs> in the camera I and find the good light. I am wearing my natural beauty for our video call today. Well I don't know if it's the light but you're looking quite like this beautiful romantic feel that is going on. Thank you so I, much I, with my oversized headphones. Now the lighting looks beautiful Sophie you're really working it. It's like, thank you. Your
0: I oh, have yeah. been really skincare focused rather than makeup during very lockdown and my skin oh. is very happy for it oh
2: wow I think What's so amazing. amazing but I but do put can't... on a
0: bit of lippy the odd time bit of lippy. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I trimmed my own fringe there <laughs> um, beautiful gorgeous I walked I actually went past my hairdresser earlier um, with when I was out in uh, with the buggy and yeah. um, I expected to see like a giant sign in the window just don't trim your fringe whatever you don't do, don't trim your fringe. But uh, no, they were directing people to their website for like how to cope with your hair now that nobody can help you. Uh, I know,
2: <laughs> I trimmed my own hair as well. I've been rocking my fro and loving it. So I've trimmed my own hair myself, a little knotty little lens and it feels good. I the scarf. I, I know, I wear my scarf today because I went on an early walk, so I didn't do my hair. But um, yeah, life is good. Life is good and uh, Do hope that um, the identity series will continue to evolve and help people in some way. It's helped me anyway, so selfishly I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah brilliant. Thank you so much, Nadine.
2: Thank you, Sophie.
3: So bin it and
0: bag it, uh binge it and bin it. Let's bag it and bin it today. Bag it and bin it. (laughs) Don't double bag. It's a myth. It doesn't work. Okay. That means two condoms. There was a, that was a rumor. Yeah. Apparently the friction between them like rubs a hole in both of them. Yeah. It literally double is actually half as effective as one. If not even, I mean, that's not science. That's kind of like Trump science. I would, I am not a medical doctor. (laughs) Sir, you're the president. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, what have you been enjoying this week? Um, Jim Gaffigan you, Are you bad into anything? Yeah, I am But oh, do
3: elbow D
2: no. Do
3: you know who he is? Have you heard his I name? I do, he's a comedian He's a comedian Yeah he? Um, He's a comedian He's a, like a I guess you could call him like a clean comedian No bad language And nothing sort of racy uh, He's fucking brilliant And he has his own show Um, So he's been doing these I guess all of his gigs got pulled as well So what he's doing is been videoing his family. He has five children. They live in an apartment in New York every night or could have been every night to raise money for the COVID relief stuff in the US. He's been videoing his family dinners every night. Like it's Mm. banal. They're not particularly funny, but it's really compelling. He's raising loads of money. But then I just, of course, went on a super binge of all of his YouTube stand up stuff.
0: And it is just excellent and in the where are you watching the family have dinner first question need to know jim gaffigan's own youtube channel ah very good yeah he's
3: kind of wholesome guy he he? is he's a christian he he is a christian but he he doesn't do much too he wouldn't he'd just have a light he wouldn't actually mention it necessarily at all i like his observational comedy it's very funny
0: yeah, I'd say everyone has seen him in something because he's actually been going forever, hasn't he? Like I even, here's where our interests intersect. I'm. He has guessed it on Law and, Law and Order SVU. Well, there you and go. And that is the benchmark by which I measure all of my celebrities. So he Jim has, Gaffigan yeah. gets a yes from me. He
3: is sort of. Uh, I'm definitely
0: going to check out the dinner with the Gaffigans.
3: Yeah, check it out. It's a bit of crack.
0: Um. Yes, well, hmm. I'm bad into devs still. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, mm. so I won't say too much, but I am on the last episode and against all the odds, still enjoying it. And the odds are that it is terrible writing, <laughs> terrible acting, like notably bad. <laughs> and I'm still there, just loving it. And it definitely is a real callback to um uh, the episode of The Creep Dive that we recorded this week. And on it, you talk about the kind of concept of like multiverses and, you know, mm. sort of alternative realities. And I think that's just it's really scratching a kind of an itch for me. It's kind of existential sci-fi and um and it's very beautifully made. And the whole kind of uh, the kind of composition um, of the world and the kind of the music they're using, it's very trippy and it's very cool. So I'm still bet into that and I'm nearly I'm finishing it tonight. Tonight, I will finally find out the kind of core question. Um,
3: another thing, the behavioral vaccine.
0: I listened to the first episode. Very good.
3: Yeah, go back. It's very calming. Uh, It's kind of, I guess, how would you describe it? Two people who are educated in a kind of sociology background and sort of behavior, I guess, are kind of talking us through why things are happening Mm. at the moment and why we might be behaving in certain ways. And I'm absolutely loving it. So it's very good, very funny. Really would recommend.
0: Well, it's good because, so co-host Kate Feeney, does a bit of bit of uh improv a mm-hmm. bit of Comedy. stand-up stuff mm-hmm. and like that definitely kind of really lightens the the tone which is good yeah. in a nice way but you also feel you feel smart because they are smart and then um, it is good it's kind of revealing of uh, i suppose exactly what you're talking about all the kind of just mad kind of Bandwagons that have seemed to have swept across the kind of globe every day. There's kind of, do you know that kind of way? Like there's yeah. the kind of, oh, I don't know. I've taken to calling it a positivity pandemic. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this is going in the bin. It's so fucking. I'm sick. excited. <laughs> this is my bin at this week. There's, there's two types of kind of optimism, in this world. There's the kind of annoying type. And then there is the completely fucking insufferable type. <laughs> and I can't cope with either. If there, I cannot. I'm so sick of everyone trying to make the best of
3: everything and look on the bright side. Listen, I presume like you've run, just run out of pages in your gratitude journal, is it? <laughs> my gratitude journal has just uh, spilled out over onto my wall now. In just this kind of, <laughs> in it, like a serial killer fashion.
0: I've got a murder wall of gratitude just scrawled on paper. Yeah. Got to do a number two with no one else in the bathroom earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's just all the, like, it's just the noise. It's just the noise of social media and, like, people being like, Think of all the people who have it worse. Oh, other people over here being like, do your gratitude journal. Over here, it just, it's the little things, guys. Over here, it's somebody else talking about angels. Somebody else is talking about their yoga practice. And like, I just... All I want is some... Actually, all I want is that video that you sent me during the week from Twitter, which was a music teacher... And she was like, I've made up this song to teach my students. And she starts playing a lovely little song on the ukulele. And then she opens her mouth and you think she's about to sing. And she just starts screaming her fucking face off. It's the perfect thing. And I was like, this is just perfect.
3: Nail on head. I don't know. It's the mood I'm in now. That's fine. That's fine. I feel I'm always in that mood. I I try, but it just comes right back. This is my comfort zone. Welcome to my comfort zone.
0: See, I think that's it. I thrive in kind of nihilism. Like, that's just my comfort zone. (laughs) But um, I do, um, I suppose, everything, like, like the celebs giving the big concert and stuff. I... I mean, I enjoyed seeing how shit some of their interior decorating choices were. That did give me a real mood boost. Can't buy taste. But I want to see more people just like failing publicly, things going just devastatingly wrong for good people who don't deserve it. You know, that's going to cheer me the hell Like a Jeremy
3: Beadle of the Corona era is what you're looking for, is it? Like a home movie. Maybe that's TikTok, Sophie.
0: That could be TikTok. We'll get back be. to you after And in various my kids are giving me a lot of it live. Um, yeah. Self is, hurting you
3: know, and falling over, hurting one another. Yeah. Slipping on shit they've spilled yeah, like on the I floor live is inside. my personal favourite. You know when they do that and you're like, Well, there you there
0: you go. Just like what I was saying. I mean, Stop spilling that, don't spill how that. How many the times floor. did I warn you about this happening? Put your shoes on. I do feel like if you're self-isolating with a bunch of kids, you're basically living inside one of those uh, treadmill fail videos on YouTube. <laughs> Do you ever watch those? Of course. I mean, no, I live in lads. one, like it's, you. What's the fucking point? Yeah, I live in one live. Sometimes I need to get a little extra of that content. But um, I uh, I did have, um, there is something really to look forward to. I found finally something. It's Charlie Brooker coming back to do a one-off episode of The Weekly Wipe. No way. This is going to be fun. It is. So do you know Charlie Brooker's, so uh, he is the creator of Black Mirror. That was what he's most famous for, I guess, but he used to be a kind of a TV pundit, kind of a snark merchant on BBC uh, back before he became famous in the Americas. And, um, so he used to do, I mean, he had a whole ream of these shows he used to do for, um, BBC, like Screen Wipe, which was kind of like skewering, uh, well, it was kind of a review show of movies, but also kind of take the piss show. And the Weekly Wipe was kind of the last iteration of his, like, Wipe series. And, um, they're so funny. I actually, because it had come up that, um, the BBC have commissioned a one-off, one-off, uh, show from him to be shot in isolation, um that's going to be called the antiviral wipe um i feel like such a i don't know i just wish that they had gone with wet wipe but <laughs> antiviral wipe obviously so anyway they've commissioned one off episode the antiviral wipe and uh, they haven't announced yet when it's going to um when it's going to be aired but like it has to be pretty soon because i'd say they're like they're fast tracking it because it's obviously maximum relevance right now exactly and then uh, for anyone who never watched the wipe the weekly wipe like it's all shot um it's practically like watching a monologue it's like watching charlie brooker it's him a on monologue. his couch isn't it so yeah it's him on his couch at home and then there's like another bit in studio where he has like kind of almost a sort of news night vibe um but the bit on his couch actually it's so funny watching it now because it's I can't believe it's actually been, like, eight years um, since, like, it was on TV. And since then, Gogglebox has, like, really exploded. And I was watching it and I was like, do you know what this is like? It's like watching Gogglebox if Gogglebox was scripted by one of the best writers of satire of his generation. It's, like, all killer um, so many brilliant lines. Like I was animals, just animals,
2: all the things well, animals. Sorry. Well, it's it's just bursting out
0: of us. I just burst out there. I'm sorry. I was watching back an old one from like 2012. Um sorry, 2013. And it was all um from um, the whole time of uh, Lance Armstrong Oh yeah. um being outed as doping and um like it's just so so funny, even though it was so like seven year old news I was actually just skidding watching it oh. like quote um <clears throat> he's there talking about the Lance Armstrong Oprah interview. Do you remember of the I showdown? Remember. And uh, he says Armstrong visibly morphing into Tony Blair, which (laughs) is what Years of Lying does to you. The other great thing that is landing um, on Sky literally tonight is uh, Normal People, the adaptation of the Sally Rooney novel. And lots of people um, got advanced copies and were (laughs) gloating, frankly, on social media. And it's not on Sky. Sorry, it's on BBC Three. Kicks off tonight, and according to the gloaters who got the advanced copy, which I did not, (laughs) not bitter apparently. Oh, that'll be good. So that's going to be fun. That's our show for you this week. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to log on to roguecollective.ie. On site this week, we have award-winning author Dara O'Shea talking about male friendships. We have Nadine Reid hosting her series on identity. And we
2: have Tarn Devere on motherhood.